Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For Love of Pomegranate Podcast with your host Neil Dunworth and as always I am joined by Paddy Kelly from the Munsterline Supporters Club and today we're coming with, coming to you to chat about, we've, we've actually got f- someone unbelievably famous here, we've got a, an international television star with us, I should have called him instead of being <laughs> Munster uh, Line Supporters Club Presidente, um, he's, he's just an international silver screen um star and, and, and i'm sure you're gonna you're gonna see him on billboards and everything but uh paddy you were on the fan wall for the liverpool game at the weekend and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to forget that the game actually ever happened because you became famous <laughs> well I'm, I'm not sure if anybody saw me because i haven't watched it back myself um it's kind of a strange setup that myself and my son are sitting at the kitchen table with our big monster flag behind us monster lions flag and uh, you get a split screen. One is the match and the commentary, and the other one is the two of us sitting there. Unfortunately, you had to list to Jim Beglin as well for the rest of the match, which was oh, awful. Nasty. How many times <laughs> did he say about magical nights and European oh, nights and Anfield? How many times did it he was just a, It was just a Liverpool which I'm sure Sky Sports was as well, in fairness. But, yeah, when it was um, Carragher and Sky Sports. A, I, I must look back to match and see if we... Um, somebody said they saw us on the billboards because apparently you go on the billboards around the pitch at certain stages so we'll go back and have a look um, but obviously there was no reason for celebrations or very few near misses that they would have cut to the fans reaction so um, unfortunately we didn't have too much to, to cheer about um, on the plus side I managed to take a break from the fan wall at half time and sell my car so that was a good thing to come out of it. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, surreal experience. You're sitting there on the on the fan wall counting the money from the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, I meant to ask you about it. I would have, yeah, how much was it going? <laughs> Am I joking? <laughs> all all apart from the day, day in the life of being a Villa fan, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Could you imagine if you were a player and I was in, sorry, Dean, I know you've got a real important uh, halftime team talk, <laughs> but uh, I'm just flogging a car outside. Something is after making me an offer and done deal. He's waiting out in the car park. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be some turn up for the books. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we we did uh, we did play Liverpool at the weekend, and as you say, maybe there wasn't too many times for optimism. Well, uh, there was times for optimism. I was very optimistic up until the seventy first minute, um, but uh, there wasn't too many times that we could celebrate or cheer. Even though we did play an awful lot better, the the overall kind of overarching feeling was it was probably going to come at some stage that they were going to score, and could we kind of kick into gear and then come back and rescue something from the fire and we just couldn't I don't really even count the, the Curtis uh, Jones goal at the end because uh, it was just one of those tired tired goals from yeah. um, from from the young lad and look he was he had to like it, it's just one of those things that happens for Aston Villa against Aston Villa should I say bring on a young fella the commentators talk him up until until basically his eyeballs start to bleed and then he just ping, pings right yeah. in the back and it, it just always happens um, it's so a surprise that your man Williams didn't actually score, and he was only on for like eighty-four seconds or something like that. Surprise, <laughs> he didn't he didn't bag a hat trick the way they spoke about mm-hmm. him as well. But what can you do as well? Um, tactically, uh, I think the the Dean Smith got it right tactically. Personnel-wise, I don't think I'll ever be in favor of the per, of the, of the two wingers. I, I'm I just don't think I will be. Um, El Ghazi I thought was much improved much improved especially his, his positioning and his kind of want but then again he seems to do this for the big games he seems to want to be there and then when he's got an opportunity to score goals against the lesser teams he just turns his nose up he's a funny, funny yeah. fish yeah um, yeah you, you got to look at the fact that um, he obviously dropped Nyland because of his confidence yet these two guys are still in there um, I don't think we'd anything to lose by playing Hotta and Vasilev, for example, or even Hotta and Connor, <laughs> because Connor would have done a whole pile more than any of the others. I I can understand why he played them from solely from the point of view of at least like Gazi that he's a powerful runner and 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 he was going to be there in a the counter attack. I can see why he did that. And that's why Davis was there because Davis is going to hold the ball up better. And once again, I'm coming away and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Keenan Davis and I'm saying, man, there's a, there is a player in there somewhere. There absolutely is. And, and, and he gave Virgil van Dijk a lot that he could handle from a strength point of view. Um, uh, but like, you just know he's not going to score a goal. That's, that's uh, almost a given. Um, yeah. But that's probably why you played the two guys there. That If we were going to have some sort of an attack, uh, it would be on the counter, and I think we did that well. I think I think our our tactics were pretty good from that point of view. And I thought positionally, as I mentioned, Lugazi was pretty good. Trezeguet was um, had had a couple of lapses, if not more than a couple of lapses, just in tracking his man and so on. I thought Lugazi was 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 functional. Surprised that he was taken off first over the two, um, and like these are things that I don't say that often, or I haven't said that <laughs> often. Um, 
But I even tweeted out at one stage, I said, uh, please, 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 somebody bookmark this because I need reminding that I actually set up, but Gazi took up a really good uh, defensive position for the, for a cross. I, I think I tweeted out at one stage. Um, but I thought he did okay, I really did. Um, but yeah. Trezeguet, I'm, I, bar maybe one or two decent clearances, he's just ineffectual, just doesn't do much. Can't get in the ball. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned... We did well up to 71 minutes. I'd say we did well up to 60 minutes because those three substitutions really yeah. put us on the back foot. Yeah. And it's again, there is absolutely no way in hell that Jorgen Klopp would have brought on three players at that stage of the game if he didn't have five to use. Mm. It's the most one-sided rule I've ever come across in my life. And it changed the whole perspective. Again. They were, they were just, again, yeah, as it did against Chelsea. They were they were pedestrian up until then, you know, while they were obviously the dominant team. They weren't getting out of second gear at that stage. And those three guys just you know, Firmino on his own, you know, running around like a Juracell bunny and when Aldam is just a class act as well. So I said to you there just before we, we actually uh, turn on the podcast that our the so the amount of passes um that uh, the, the highest number of passes that were made by an Aston Villa player was by Kanza, 42 passes. Jordan Henderson comes on and plays 41 passes. Yeah, in a half an hour. In 29 Nuts. minutes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's the, like this, and this is where, this is what kind of gets me going about the whole, well, Dean Smith should have, Dean Smith's tactics were shit. Dean Smith should, you know, he lost that game for us. You see, still see a lot of that out there. And I, I'm, I'm incredulous as to why that is thrown out. It's like, well, why didn't Dean Smith make his subs earlier? Because there was nothing broken. And then people talk about fresh legs. Like, realistically, are, are you, like, you bring on Henry Lansbury, Nakamba, do you make your, do you make three substitutions like that? Bring on Lansbury, Nakamba, and Conor Horan, and bring off Douglas Louise, John McGinn, and, and, and someone else? Like, no. like, if you to make like-for-like substitutions like they did, it just... We don't have the, we don't, we don't have the bodies to do that. We have the bodies yeah, to no. do that. And, he, he's, he's, got, he's got to sit tight for the, the few minutes when they come on, see what way they, they're, they change their lineup and, and change their impetus, and then he acts... But by that stage, we're gone one nil down. I wouldn't blame him for that. Absolutely to be honest. not. And that goal looking that, at... that Mane scored. <laughs> you can't once again think back to Christian Pulisic. You cannot legislate for a man kicking the ball in that in such a haphazard way as Mane did going in after crossbar. I don't give a shit who you are. That's twice yeah. that's happened. They are freak goals. That is not a good goal. It's a freak yeah. goal. The best part about that goal was Naby Keita's ball across the box was bloody excellent. And yeah. I, I tweeted out today about the true view, which I never knew about before, but it's fantastic. It gives a view as, as he passed the ball of what, as, of what he could see. And to be honest with you, El Ghazi was in decent position. Um, the the guy Courtney House was had had probably stepped too far in front of Firmino. It did drag Mings over. Yes, Neil Taylor was behind Mane, but the length, the, but the distance the ball had to travel through amount through that amount of people, it was through mm-hmm. the Ivan Needle stuff. It really was. I don't really blame Taylor. I don't really blame Mings. I just think it was a fabulous ball. But then Mane just swings a hoof at it and it goes in off the crossbar, and you're going. My God, if that happens yeah. at Villa, it's it's like uh, what is it, Ronnie Rosenthal all over again? It hits the crossbar. Yeah, we, we can't buy that. Yards. Look, the, not no, at all. Liverpool, no way. It's the underside of the bar and goes in. 
Trezeguet oh. had a chance like Pulisic, Pulisic last week. Yeah. It goes, it goes high and wide. If, if we'd have had that chance, it would have hit the bar and came back out. And Absolutely. That's, you know, that's just the way it is when you're at the bottom. You just, you need to create your own look. We, we're just going to have to create our own work with hard work. Mm. Um, I disagree with uh, what you said about Neil Taylor. As a former left back myself, I think he was cut out for both goals. I thought he was just too flat-footed. Um, I, I, I can see. I, I'm probably. I'm being harsh. I know I'm being harsh. Uh, but, uh, would Target have done any different? Maybe not. Um, the, I I normally would be down on Taylor for something like that. But where Manny came from, he came straight through the middle. Um, he came like literally. He just ghosted his. So he picked up the ball on the halfway line and he played it out to the left, and it worked its way down the left. And he just basically ghosted his way into the box from a central position. So. I, that's why I'm kind of more on the side of why, once again, why is Mings getting so tight to Courtney House and leaving that big open space? Maybe Taylor should be in a small bit further, but how far does how far in does he come? Does he does he tuck in? And for me, Tyrone Mings was kind of caught thinking that the ball was going to go in front. Well, I just I just thought that Taylor could see the danger and he didn't Maybe. Act. Yeah. And, and obviously Mings is back to it, so he he didn't see it. Much and all as I like, they're, they're probably they're probably both equally to blame that you know they're gonna and we're probably him. letting Douglas Louise away with murder yeah. there as well because he's standing on the the D of the box when when Mane picks up the ball and mm. I know that he probably tracked wasn't supposed to track Mane, um but somebody had to track him somewhere from midfield and he came from midfield so um yeah. you know there's 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 it's just one but like Naby Keita couldn't couldn't kick a ball, he couldn't do anything right. I, th- I thought he was actually willfully poor before, mm-hmm. uh, before that point. And he just plays a super ball in like that's that's like they get they get cut out more often than not and they go out for a throw. But uh, yeah, look, that's they're the best teams, the best team in the world, best team on the planet at this moment in time. And we did pretty well against them. And I know we have a moral victory and we're coming out of there with two goals lost. Um, but yeah, well, unfortunately, moral victory is no good to us no, now. You know, it's we, not. we probably had a moral moral victory in December or November, or whatever it was, when we were one 0 up on ninety minutes against them. Um, I thought we were excellent that day and, and worked very hard. And then once again, lapse of com- concentration, and it's two one to them. So, um, you know, there's there's very there's very little comfort we can take out of this game. You know, other than we contained them for 60 minutes and then they ran right once uh, once they brought on the three fresh legs on the hour. Um, for us, we can't compete off the bench with what? Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. Who else have we got? Arsenal, maybe to a lesser extent. We, we'll be on a par with the other teams we got left to play. Um, but it does change the game. I think it's a ridiculous rule. There was very little thought put into it. I don't know whether it was objected against by by teams of the the our end of the table. I'm sure it was. When you see when you see uh, teams putting out benches that aren't full, you know that there's an issue there to be to be addressed. Mm. But uh, but look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What can you say? They 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 wanted football back, but it's at it's at the detriment of us because we we can't compete with that. Yeah. As you said, oh, my dog doesn't agree with it either. Um, <laughs> he's the same. He hates that five that five sub rule. 
uh, <laughs> as much as we do. But you know what? Do you know who he, what he hates even more than that five-sub rule? is Graham Souness. What a spanner of a man. Like, literally, talk about out of touch. Talk about hanging around with Damon Dunphy too long in RTE and just thinking, just basically, what he did was insert flair player here, call him shit and say he'd love to mark him. Dunphy, you look back at Dunphy 10 years ago. He was doing that about Ronaldo. He called Ronaldo a foot, said he'd never amount to anything as a player and just basically was being controversial for the sake of it. And Souness is a moody old bollocks is what he is. He's no clue, just out of touch, failed manager. He can go fuck off as far as I'm concerned. No, job done. Um. <laughs> Don't sit in the fence there, Neil, will you? <laughs> oh, well, he's a failed manager. He, he, he's not a master tactician. Tactician. This, this is the guy who demolished that great Liverpool team. And a guy that, what was your man's name? Ali Dye that he brought on for uh, Southampton. Who was George Weah's cousin. So, Allegedly. Yeah, he's one to talk about... Uh, Tactics and how people are lined up and, and what players could, are doing. He's he a bloody be, disgrace. Him and Roy Keane, failed yeah. managers, failed assistant managers. No clue tactically about the game. And, and there they are, the sitting air. up there, taking a nice fat paycheck off Sky Sports to talk a load of drivel just to, just to upset the likes of me and you. Because that's, yeah. that's all it was. And that's all he wanted, I'm sure. And I loved how Jack Grealish came back and said, hey, can't, can't please anyone. And I'm, do you know what? I'm absolutely astounded that someone like the Daily Mail didn't say, Grealish bites back at soonest, blah, 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 blah. And essentially, he couldn't have said anything more passive. Uh, you know. But yeah. them's, that's the world we live in. If you're an absolute crooked, cranky prick, you're going to be lauded by certain, by certain, uh, certain uh, parts of, of the world at the moment. Um, and if you're a nice guy, you people will find reasons to cut your legs out from under you and cut uh, and bring you down a peg or two. But look, hey, there's, that's, that's the world we live in and uh, you and me aren't going to change it today. But just couldn't <laughs> let Sunis away with his absolute drivel, um, yeah. you know, pre-match drivel. And, and, you he know, just, he's I, nothing else to say. I take 10 years of listening to Jim Beglin then five minutes of listening to that crap at the start of a game. Um, especially yeah. in for a like Sky Sports actually have a lot to answer for. They had a they had a a studio, a commentary team, all heavily laden with Liverpool. And yes, it was Liverpool's first game in Anfield mm-hmm. since they've won the since they won the trophy. But come on, there's an objective like you pay forty quid a month or whatever for Sky Sports, and you get the same faces, the same people talking the same shit, licking the same arses all week in, week out. And BT are no exactly. much better. Like Rio Ferdinand can't string a sentence together. Uh, he's a, he's another guy that, that that like is look fantastic guy for what he does off the field. Punditry, not a hundred percent sure it's his game. But anyway, sure they're saying the same things about us. They probably need probably. subtitles to hear yeah. to, to understand. My look, we're, we're, we're only two guys giving our opinion. We're, yeah. we're not claiming to be to be experts in any way. And well, we're but, getting paid a wage to do it. People can take shots at us all they want. <laughs> <laughs> They can take shots all they want anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, when you put yourself in that situation, if you're going to talk shite, you, you've, got, you've got to be put back in your box. And I thought, mm. fair play to Jack. He didn't take the piss. He just dealt with the facts and went, there you go. Exactly. No more to say. I can't please everyone, as he says. Exactly. He can't please everyone. And we, uh, we well know that. Um, I brought up Rio Ferdinand because I think we're probably going to see it on Thursday night. Um, maybe Roy Keane, maybe Rio Ferdinand. I don't even know why. Is it on BT or is it on Sky? 
Uh, I, the, I don't know what it's on, but either way, if it's on Sky, we're going to see yeah. Roy Keane, Gary Neville. I I doubt we're going to see much of a Villa presence there. If it's on BT, we're going to see um we're going to see um Rio Ferdinand. That we're going to have the same crack again. United are in a good rate, a good run of form, and we're going to transition over towards a preview of that game. They're in a good run of form. They've won five two against probably the worst team in on show in the Premier League at the moment in Brighton, but a team that took six points off us. Um, earlier on in the year uh, positives from that are the fact that Brighton scored two goals oh, sorry the Bournemouth sorry Jesus not Brighton Bournemouth scored two goals um, and uh, but negatives that Man United look like they're clicking Bruno Fernandes Pogba Mason Greenwood um, Rashford uh, Martial, Matic, they all look like they're they're clicking at the moment, and they seem to be able to rotate in their fullbacks and still get a get a tune out of that that team. And fair play to Ole, he seems to have taken the like of all the teams, he seems to have done the most work and the best work in the in the the hundred day layoff. But um, it's coming ticking fast on Thursday, and we're yeah. like depending on what happens tomorrow night for what between Watford and Norwich, we could be very much under a cash. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get Thursday out of the way now at this stage. That's the way I feel about it. Um, for the simple reason of, like, the year I left school was the last time we beat Villa, we beat Manu at Villa Park. So, was I alive? The, do you remember the Grace? You were alive, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you were 10. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. uh, 1994, wasn't it? Um, had my doubts about a lot of them, um, but then again, they, they're there to be got at. When Bournemouth are scoring two goals, there's a soft centre there. Um, the goal that they conceded, um, gave me was it Stanislas got in along the the end line, yeah, yeah. took it through Maguire's legs and then beat the hay at the near post. So, like I mean, I'd be shooting on sight. Because his confidence is probably the lowest of anyone on the pitch. But um, they can be got at. But I'm not holding out much hope on this one. And I don't, I don't mean to be negative. I just can't see where the goals are going to come from. We will beat Man United. <laughs> I have no basis in, basis on it, the fact, but if we if we're thirteen to one like we were against Liverpool, you can be goddamn sure I'm going to put a ten on it every single time because I'm going to be right at one stage, and surely we're going to beat a team. We're going to win one in thirteen, and I know that there's the people probably screaming at the at their whatever device they're using to watch the, to listen to this on. They're saying that because the air of between the fans out there is despondence at the moment, which which uh, I, I can't understand. Actually, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, as is my way. It's my podcast. I'm allowed to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come out and say it. I've said it on, on, on Twitter a couple of times over the last week. The fucking self-loathing and hating, almost downright hating of the uh, of of people and the, uh, of people within the club and the club itself when things aren't going right 
blows my fucking mind. And the reason it does is because realistically, I'm going to wake up in the morning in the villa and get relegated. I yes, I will be unbelievably in bad form. I'll be like a thorn afterwards. No one will want to be around me. That's because that's the nature of fandom. But I can guarantee you when September rolls around again, I will be absolutely buzzing regardless of what league we're in. And I'm going to say it. It doesn't really matter at the greater scale of things. We could be like Bury. We could be a gone club, a forgotten about club, a historic club that was just wound up because of money. But as long as Aston Villa is there in the morning for us to celebrate, to us to follow, whether it's in League Two, League One, Championship, LDV Vans, bring back whatever. If they move over here and play in the, play in the League Violent, it doesn't matter. That's the big thing, Aston Villa. It, the bonus is being in the Premier League because realistically, when you look at it, whether we finish 17th or not, we're not going to be playing in Europe anytime soon unless we win a cup until we build. So let's build correctly and let's be ready for the ups and downs. But anyway, that's that's beyond. Um, I just had to get it off my chest. Oh, you not are right, of course. And I was there's not enough in 240 characters to get that off my chest on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff is beyond belief. You just shake your head and go, what is wrong with people? People I know who are ordinarily really good guys, they just lost the plot. You know, if you're pissed off after a match, chances are that's not the time you should be posting it on social media, you know. I know I've done it myself in the past over... But you've got to learn that that's not the time to be uh, to be dropping the bombs and, and uh, calling out players and, you know, and where bringing their wives into it and stuff. Ridiculous uh, stuff. Like. Uh, yeah, and, and the whole, like, Jack Grealish's head is turned. Like, that was... I don't even know where to begin with that one. That's a lot of shite as well. I, I had a conversation yesterday with a guy and I, I said to him, I said... With the exception of Bruno Fernandes and Kevin De Bruyne, they're the only two players I can put my hand in my heart and say has come back stronger since lockdown. Yeah. We're technically still in pre-season. We would be still in pre-season if, if, if we were having a restart. You know, these would be pre-season matches. We'd have had six, seven weeks of training and prevent friendly games before we played a game. It's hard just to turn on again. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone says. I've seen loads of people over the years come back for pre-season training and thinking, Jesus, what the fuck has this fella been doing for six mm. weeks? He can't even put one foot in front of the other. So I'm not making I'm not making excuses, but I honestly, other than Bruno Fernandez has been outstanding, and he he's really driven on Man United, as has Kevin De Bruyne. He's been absolutely unbelievable and unplayable, but you can't expect everybody to do it. It's just not going to be the way. There's there's players that have gone missing since lockdown that, you know, <laughs> would rather be on holidays than where they are. And, you know, contracts are running out and stuff like that. So we're, we're doing all right. We're nearly, we're nearly there. I just want to get Thursday out of the way. If we get something out of it, it's a bonus. And I think we really got to look forward to Sunday because for me, that's when we're going to see whether we're good enough to get out of this. And the only way we're going to be good enough to get out of this is by beating Palace, beating Everton, getting something out of Arsenal and beating West Ham. We don't have to win them all. I think two wins might be enough. Mm. But we're going, to have to, we're going to have to pick up wins from Sunday onwards. Um, I'm not opt- You've already sensed I'm not optimistic, but that's just, what are we looking at now, 25 years of hurt? 
not winning against Man U at, uh, at Villa Park. So I just can't see with what we have, barring yeah. Fernandez, Rashford, Greenwood, and Martial, maybe getting a, a food bug or a food poisoning before then. I can't see how uh, how we're going to contain them. Although we did pretty well at the weekend, but then again. Uh, they bring on three substitutions and you're looking at Juan Mata, Igalo, James, you know, <laughs> that, that's going to change the game as well. If, you, if they happen to be stale on the day, as Liverpool were, bring on three fresh legs and, and change the game. And still have the luxury of having two subs sitting there waiting to come on if anything happens late in the game. Like, but what way we do, can you do, it? do you think? I think they'll play the same. I think I don't see any changes from what we did at the weekend because I think you'll see as a, as a success. You know, it was. as as much as losing two 0 to Liverpool can be a success. We didn't we didn't play particularly bad. We created opportunities. Um, I I I honestly can't see any changes. There are changes I'd like to make, obviously. Um, I just don't see where goals are going to come from. And because I don't see where goals are going to come from, uh, I'd have Connor in there. I'd probably have Samata in there. So uh, whose expense that's going to be, probably take out the two wingers, put Connor where Jack is, and put Jack out on the left and, and see what we can get out of this. It's, it's, it's going to be a strange one. So Interesting, you know, and because it, I agree. And I agree. I agree with taking out the two wingers, not because I'm vindictive, but I, I think that I think we play more or less the same setup. But this is this is where we go between wide midfielders and wingers. And I think Hata gets a run. I don't think that he be if if James doesn't start. I don't think that from a pace point of view he would absolutely be burned by any of them. I think we might even see somebody like an El Mohamedy or a Gulbert come in there uh, at right wing, maybe instead of Hata. But I think Connor will start to the left, yeah. and I think, I think that uh, I think Jack plays through the centre again. I, I'm okay with Keenan Davis playing up front, but I think that I, I, was, you just don't know where the goals are coming from. You really don't. You really, really don't have a clue where the goals are coming from mm. in this game. And um, I would be happy if we shut up shop. Playing at Villa Park, got a draw, and make sure that we stay, regardless of what happens, we stay, stay within one win of Watford. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think tomorrow's results are going to dictate completely what he does on Thursday. Yeah, I think it'll have to. If you if you look at Watford, if they if they get a win tomorrow, he's going to have to go for it on Thursday, whether he likes it or not. Um, just what you going back to what you said there, if Gilbert is fit. He could possibly bomb out Neil Taylor and move Courtney Hawes to left back, which he has done many times in yeah. the past. I, so I think Courtney Hawes has been that a would success. be my other change. Yeah, I, I think he's been a success since the re, since the restart. I think he's been he's been the more assured defender than Tyrone Mings. Well, he has. Yeah. That's look. He, he's Courtney Hawes has. has I, I like if you were to ask me which one of them was was knocking at the door for England. It, it like since the restart, it's much of a muchness for me. You know, look, I do prefer Tyrone Mings. I'm not here just saying that that that, that not here hating on Tyrone Mings, but yeah. look, he's he his positional sense has been poor-ish 
since we've been returned, but people just like to anoint him and they, they like to shit on Courtney Owens because that's what was done before the restart. But you've got to see everything objectively, just like Douglas Louise. Uh, first game after after the restart, we were here on here crowing and, and saying, listen, Douglas Louise was absolutely fantastic. He was brilliant yeah. today. And now and we probably wouldn't realizing... have picked him in our team. No, I, I, but now everybody's realizing Douglas Louise is good. Um, yeah. It's it, it's one of these things that like sometimes it takes certain people the slightest thing they do the slightest thing and they're in the doghouse. Other people it takes it, it takes them ages to get out of that doghouse. Other people they can do no wrong and they can they're beyond reproach and, and that's a, that's a wrong way to look at a football game. It's a wrong way to look at a team because what happens is forming sides when you both support the same team is completely pointless. Everybody can see it a different way and see different viewpoints, and 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 that's why it all comes back to if we get relegated, we do. But you know, slating people that play for the team or play for the club, it's born out of frustration and emotion, and and that's fine too. But man, it's 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 that that gets me more than the team being relegated, the scene in house <laughs> fighting and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. once again, I keep I keep going back to that. And I'm sorry, but uh, the the United game I think is going to be an opportunity for us to to maybe. Shuffle the deck, shuffle the pack. Do we finally see Louis Barry? Is the question on everybody's lips. Uh, I think I think I'm resigned at this stage that that's not going to happen. He's obviously not ready. I think um, if he was ready, he'd be, he'd be in there already. Wouldn't it be great to Federico Makeda with them back for for a change? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Just, that would be fantastic to bring him. And maybe in. maybe that's maybe that's Indiana Vassilev that'll do that for us. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I, I actually can't even hazard. I can, The only kind of thing I can go on and say is he's going to try and play the same tactic as he did the last time. Same tactics, which I'm okay with to, to a great degree. Um, I just want to see kind of what the personnel are going to be. I want to see what kind of the motivational factors are. I, I, I think Trezeguet won't play. I don't think that he has any basis to start Trezeguet. I'm okay with him starting Agassi if... The guys he shows up against Man United, it shows up against showed up against Liverpool. Um, I'm okay with starting Reina. I think the big thing they need to do with this team, and you've seen it with uh, both Lindelof and um, and Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire hasn't had a very good couple of weeks. He's been been pretty poor. And you know how much I like to play a ball in between the down down the kind of the channel between the the fullback. Excuse yeah. me, and the centre half, and I think this is where we're going to catch Harry, Harry Maguire. Jack running at him in that form that we had from the centre, getting him twisted and turned. But we're going to need a confident striker that can that can move in between the shoulders. The Samata that played against Spurs before lockdown hasn't showed up again, and he was absolutely imperious that day. He was brilliant. And um, I know we lost, but he ran in and around players. He was doing figure of eights in and amongst the centre halves. They didn't know what what angle he was attacking from, where he was coming from. He hasn't had the opportunity to do that so far. Well, he has had the opportunity. He just hasn't done it. And yeah. I'm ready to see that again. That is our only only real hope. Sliding the ball in there. You, the Liverpool are masters at this as well. You notice that so players like uh, like Salad and they they have him there and, and and if somebody is bringing the ball up to to the box and they can't go wide, you'll often notice that they'll play this little weighted pass to within maybe about two yards of the of the touchline of the 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 end line, and it'll be almost favour the centre half or you'll think. And then Salah or somebody will come at it and try and get in in front, get a little touch to it, and go down for a penalty. 
Villa have no cuteness like that. We never have. We've never been a team mm-hmm. that's been, been that way inclined. See Salah's ridiculous dive? When was the last time we've seen a ridiculous dive from a Villa player? I'm okay with this at the moment. Ashley Young, maybe. Yes, I'm okay with players walking the, walking the ball around inside in the box and hitting the floor like a ton of bricks to get a penalty because we're going to need a penalty at the weekend or something like that or on Thursday night to get a win. We're going to need a penalty somewhere. Little things like that. Like Jack can play that lovely weighted ball, but what happens is when we're playing that lovely weighted ball, we're playing it outside the box because yeah. usually it's the target or it's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually just usually the target because it's, it's, it's never on the right-hand side that we play that ball. But... True. If we have someone like Samata that can maybe nick in front of a centre half, get a small bit of, of contact and go down and win a penalty, we're, we're not even playing like that in the, thir- in, the, in the final third. And Liverpool gave an exhibition of it because they did it three or four times. They played a ball. The goalkeeper was never coming out for it. It was up to the centre half to get turned, to turn around and try and clear it from maybe two yards out from the end line within the box, and you could see that the, whether it was Mane, whether it was Origi, whether it was uh, Salah, they were making a beeline to try and just get in around that centre half to try and get in in front of him and go down. And they've no, there's no goal, goal can be scored from that, that, that situation, but penalties are given, and Liverpool have gotten yeah. a fair share of them. little cuteness like that. Yeah. Well, we need, we need to get anything out of this, we're, we're going to need to score. So, you know, there's no doubting that there's... There's a lot of firepower there that we have to deal with, like mm. those four, Greenwood, Fernandes, Rashford, Martial, all scored the weekend. It's, it's just going to, you know, like Pogba and Matic have been outstanding as well. Not just Bruno Fernandes, but we stopped Bruno Fernandes, we stopped the ball going through to the others, you know, from, yeah. from that angle. So I'd imagine that that's probably a job for... Who knows? Maybe you could put Nakamba in then to do that job. You just don't know. So, realistically really, speaking, if you're going like starting a striker, <laughs> starting a striker is, is is proving pretty useless for us at the moment. Play a yeah. Jack in the false nine. Bring in a, a, another defensive midfielder. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> stifle them and hope for nil all or catch as, them on the break. As nil. Dean Smith said, "What's the goal? What's the game plan?" To concede none and score one. That's football, everyone. That'll do. That'll That's do. football. Yeah. You yeah. Know. It's it's going to be a tough one on on, on Thursday, and uh, then obviously we're going to have uh, Sunday again, then against um, Palace. Palace. Yeah. Yeah, which is one that um, much, much, much going to be looking forward to. Uh, against Palace, that's going to be our miracle. Well, depending depending on what happens Thursday, I think we're looking at the Crystal Palace game. And it's going to be our game. Subsequent game after that being the most important game we ever played. That's the long and the short of it. We've got to we've got to get the points from somewhere, and that we've got like Palace and Everton, nothing to play for. We just got to go for it. You just got to grab the ball and go for it. There's no two ways of looking at it. But that's not a job for Thursday night can't there's too much at stake from Man United they're still in a chance of Champions League football so we can't take the game to them but they'll take it to us mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt so we just got to hope that we can contain them maybe hit them on the break but as I said many times I can't see it happening here's to a draw against Manchester United get out of there and live to fight another day snap your hands off for a draw 
live to fight another day. We got we got to look at these. We're in the middle of two fixtures here that we weren't expecting to get anything out of. Yeah. So if we get a point at this one, I'd be happy. It obviously I'd love a win because these fuckers have annoyed me for the last twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. said it. Since well, since, uh, since the world thinks football began, I suppose. Yeah, ninety two, <laughs> football began, but. Uh, yeah, look, I'm still optimistic. I still think we can get out of the quagmire that's here. But to be honest with you, whatever about Thursday night, Tuesday night, Watford and Norwich is is a big I'm game. I'm going to be glued to, and yeah. um, anything. and a result. Anytime a result for Norwich brings them back into the equation as well, so it's a huge. They just game. have to play too many people around them. I think. I, I think for Norwich, and hey, he isn't even starting Todd Cantwell. <laughs> You know, who's but he obviously think he has, and and he, he scored he scored a great goal and was it the weekend or the week before. Jeez, there's that many games now. I've yeah. lost track. Yeah, he scored a um, a good man. You was it? Could have been. Was, I, that, the I, FA, was that the FA Cup the game? FA it Cup. was. The yeah, FA it Cup was. Game. He scored a smashing goal. Um, I like him, but again, he hasn't featured. They they haven't won. It. They can't buy a win either. No. No. You know, if they can get a draw out of Watford, we'd, we we I buy that would be brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. We draw again, like it, anything that keeps us three points or less. Yeah, Watford but they, then they play West Ham on on Sunday, Saturday. Who Watford or Norwich? Norwich. That's fine. West so, Ham, West Ham are out of this. You know, West Ham yeah, are out. You know, I, I think I, that I think that, but I think that could be those two games. They're looking at those two games like we're looking at Palace and Everton. So they're thinking, you know, we might we we could turn over Norwich, Watford, and and West Ham. It would be one of the greatest escapes if they were to get out of it, considering sure. that they're they're nine. There's people saying that about different. us now as well, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, one point that like like. Yeah, we're still, we're, once you're still in touching distance, I think once you get two games out of touching distance, then you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think which so. Which could very well be the case before we play Palace on Sunday, and that's the worrying part. Yeah. So it would be nice if we could turn over Man U. I can't see it. I keep no. like a broken record here now at this stage. But we are but, uh, that that win, out, win from left field as well. And uh, that's. That's my broken record pieces. We're due that we Absolutely. haven't had one this year. This year, where we've been, yeah, expected. We've not been expected, and most teams have that, you know. Yeah. But, um, sure don't Watford. get me wrong. If, if you said to me you could only win against Man U or Crystal Palace, I'd take the Man U. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that leads me to my next question, Paddy. There wasn't one Liverpool fan that slagged me over Liverpool beating Aston Villa, but I can guarantee you, if United beat Villa one 0 I'll have forty text messages on my phone. And like they, oh, there's yeah. me going, oh, oh yeah, fair play to you. Absolutely fair. What do you expect me to say? Bow down at your feet? Not your, like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. They would have, um, what's his name? Wasn't so uh, thoughtful either, was he? Manny. <laughs> he says he hope we stay up because he, he'll score against us twice again, two games again next season. <laughs> Yeah, he, he didn't go to the same school as his boss, who was a bit more diplomatic. <laughs> mm. yeah. But look, it's going to be two, two tough games, no matter what way we look at it. But I'd, I'd, I'd love to see us beat Man U. I really would. Yeah. Well, 
look, hope springs eternal, isn't that what they say? And if you're a Villa fan, you always have to have hope. And I think that's what we're missing a lot of the times at the moment. And that's why people get their knickers in a twist over, over losses. We've got to have hope. We're going into this game against Man, Man United. Look, it's 11 against 11. If it goes in off somebody's, the side of someone's face, if it goes in off somebody's arse, if it hits a beach ball and goes in a la that beach ball goal from Darren Bent um, Sunderland in Liverpool last year, we don't care as long as it goes in. My money's on a Villa penalty. Both teams to score, Villa to win, and Villa, to get, Villa to, um, to get a penalty in the game and score it. So if anybody wants to put their kids through college, uh, that's a nice little bet for you there. I'd imagine you'd get about 25 to 1 easy on that bet. Um, but that's going to do it Maybe for today. Keep your money in your pocket. <laughs> well, put it this way, now that we can't really go to the pubs to watch games, I'd be saying, if I put a tenner of a bet on, I'd spend a hell of a lot more than a tenner if I went down to the pub to watch the match. So that's my... That's a, <laughs> speculate to accumulate, Paddy. That's what you got to do. you got to speculate to accumulate. And how probably better. I'm buying high and I'll be selling low when Villa win. But... Um, it's nearly 11 o'clock at night here. That's going to do it for for this evening. Keep the faith, guys. As I say, we've got... They're coming thick and fast. Tuesday's one for us to look at. Um, Watford and Norwich. Then we're on to Thursday when we, when we have uh, our own... Uh, when we can affect our own game against Manchester United. Fingers, toes, legs crossed. Pray to whatever God or whatever uh, mythical figure. If there, if, if there is a mythical figure that you believe in, pray to your whatever God you believe in. And uh, listen, we, we will come out of this with the help of everybody's positivity, um, I hope. Uh, <laughs> so thanks very much, Paddy, again, for popping on the podcast. You can find Paddy on at Villa Paddy on Twitter. Uh, you can find a podcast here on at Mac for the love of. Um, as I say, please, any retweets, any likes, any subscriptions uh, to the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate them. Um, if you want to leave us any written reviews on, on iTunes, if you if that's where you listen to the podcast, we really appreciate that. Pushes us upwards in the algorithm, which is uh, which does us a bit of a favor as well and gets us more listens. To, so anything you can do to help out would be absolutely fantastic. Um, here's to a big, big weekend in the future of Aston Villa Football Club. Um, hopefully we come out the other side of it smiling. And all that's left to say is, up the villa. Up the villa. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.